Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 57 of the Message Board Geniuses Podcast. This is Who's. I've got Casey, Joy, MBG. Took a week off for Christmas, but we're back ready to kick off the new year with more Message Board nonsense. But before we get started this week, we wanted to give a quick shout out to MBG for breaking 100,000 followers on Twitter over the holiday. Just Woo-hoo! noticed. Yeah, man. Last I checked, you're almost to 102,000. So now if you add all of us up, we're right around, I think, 110,000 total for the four of us. So, yeah, congrats to us. Uh, nice work, everybody. Team effort. <laughs> All right, with that out of the way, we're recording this on January 3rd. So, the college football semifinals are in the books. Michigan knocked off Alabama 27 20 in overtime. Washington outlasted Texas. 3731. With that in mind, we thought we'd kick things off this week by giving our predictions for the championship game. So, Casey, who are you going with? Well, if you're on Twitter, there are a few accounts that you must follow. Obviously, Board Geniuses is at top three, three year letterman, but there's a great Michigan account at Swanky Wolverine that I highly suggest following, even if you're not a fan of Michigan. That's that. that the things that guy can do with an edit are second to none, and it helps that he's a really good guy and a friend of the podcast. I'm so happy for him and his alma mater going through the national, going to the national championship. This should be a really good game, I think, guys. We'll we'll talk about the semis later, but they were great games as well. And I don't really know any or too many Washington fans with my blatant and obvious East Coast bias, but I love Penix, Michael Penix. I've been a fan of his place since. Since his Indiana days. Maybe it's just his name and all the innuendos me and my friends came up with, but you get the point. Um, so quickly, I'll preface that I picked Alabama to beat Michigan and Washington to beat Texas, so I was one for two there. But I thought that Michigan was not going to be able to keep up with Alabama defensively. I was very wrong. Uh, very surprised watching this game and the result. Um, Washington is really fun offensively, I think, but I'm not sold on their defense, and we all know defense wins championships, so I'm going with Washington. You heard that correctly. Don't rewind the show. Yeah, that was a roller coaster there. Although, it was, the problem with going we're last. Back, is, we're back. Yeah, you totally, I was totally going to mention Swanky as well uh, in mine. You should. You should. He has done just a masterful job of trolling Ohio State fans all season, uh, you know, even with, the, you know, the cheating allegations and everything, he has still managed to own them all year. It's just been a master class in Twitter trolling. And he does it like he's such a good dude. He does it in like the nicest way possible. So, yeah, if you're not following that guy, even if you're not a Michigan fan, it's it's one of the best accounts on Twitter. Absolutely. All right, Joy, who's your pick? Well, I am also at a loss because I picked Alabama to win the national championship. I picked Texas to beat. <laughs> so I'm 0 for 2 here, and I actually have no freaking idea who's going to win the national championship. But I have a good friend named Emily Taylor who Damn is it, absolutely- you got 
<laughs> it was an absolute complete mourning over the fact that Washington has even made it this far. And also, I'm kind of overhearing about Penix for a school that is determined to convince everyone that they don't care that Penix didn't win the Heisman because they're in the national championship. They sure are still talking about it a lot. So I'd really love for them to just shut up. So I'm going against everyone, I think, in the country outside of Michigan fans and picking Michigan. Yeah, there's been a lot of people all of a sudden. <laughs> a lot of people all of a sudden talking about how Penix should have won the Heisman, just you know, and ignoring that it's the regular season award. A lot of people and just started watching again, games last week. Correct. Yeah, and now Joy and Casey both stole two of the three reasons that I was <laughs> for who I'm picking. So I'm gonna have nothing left. MBG, <laughs> who are you going with? <laughs> Well, Casey said defense wins championships, but I think quarterbacks win championships. And Penix is clearly the better of the two quarterbacks. It's kind of a contrast in styles in terms of Michigan, you know, being more of a kind of a smash mouth team and uh, Washington more of a finesse team. But I don't think Michigan will be able to score enough points to keep up with Washington. I think Penix will pull it out. So I'll go with Washington. I'm going to ignore the obvious Penix pullout joke there, MBG. <laughs> I didn't even catch it. <laughs> All right. So I had three reasons I was rooting for Michigan. One was swanky. Two was, as Joy said, Emily Taylor, huge Oregon fan. I do not want her to suffer through the misery of seeing her rival win a natty. I think that would be awful. <laughs> the third one is, and so I don't know who's going to win. I want Michigan to win because Michigan winning will cause the most chaos and the most unhinged message board posts. And that's really what I root for. So I think the aftermath of a Michigan win will just be awesome because everyone is going to be fighting about it. We'll still be talking about college football, you know, for weeks if that happens. So that that's what my, at least my heart is uh, rooting for in the championship game. What's the over under on number of message board posts that say, well, that it's going to, that championship is going to be vacated in a few years anyways. <laughs> on every board, right? I mean, it's going to come up on every yeah. message board. Every awesome. All right, next up, we have our mailbag question. This week's question comes from friend of the podcast at Marcus Borton, who asks, for this year's participants, which bowl mascot and team mascot would make the most beautiful babies if they mated? It's almost <laughs> tough for me. <laughs> Casey, what did you come up with? Bork, as our many friends on Twitter would say to this question. I mean, seriously, we're talking about fornication or whatever the word is, which you know me and my big words. And Matt, with between mascots, bowl mascots, and regular mascots, this is a really good question, though. And I'm amazed that our tremendous listeners and fans come up with these things. Many probably should be committed to a hospital, but I digress. Casey, Casey uh, you don't have to think about the process. Just think about the final outcome. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, final result. All right. Well, I, I think the obvious answer here is the Pop-Tarts mascot, but he they ate him or her, so that would do irreparable damage to the offspring, although the Pop-Tart was hot. <laughs> oh, I got you. Right. Um, oh, I didn't even know you were making a dad joke. I thought you were just saying. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with Ched Z from the Cheez Its Bowl having a love child with Brutus the Buckeye from Ohio State. Brutus is a nut, but I'm not sure you know this, MBG, but Ohio State fans make the Buckeye candies, which are really just a rip off of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, if we're being honest except they put it in like the shape of the acorn looking thing in which the Buckeye apparently is. So that paired with the cheesiest, most delectable cheddar snack around 
could lead to a flavor explosion in my mouth, and I'm here for it. So Ched Z and Brutus would make beautiful babies in my mouth or something like that. (laughs) I'm done. Uh, I I just wanted to apologize to Jim for always going after me. Way too early in the show for me to be this level of uncomfortable. (laughs) You're welcome. Happy New Year, everybody. (laughs) Oh, God. Whose is already hyperventilating? We're not 10 minutes in. You can just tell we took a week off. (laughs) It just got weird. I've had so much pent up words to use. You're not helping yourself, Casey. (laughs) All right, Joy. Who are you going with, or what are you going with? Or. <laughs> okay, well, now that Jimbo is not at Texas A&M anymore, I need to find another reason to clown them. And so I'm going totally off brand and off of whatever y'all are doing. And I'm going to go with the Tax Act Texas Bowl and Texas A&M. Now, yes, they are a tax-related bowl game, which that we can get into that at a later date. But I saw more large checks presented at this game than I did anywhere else. And considering the fact that Texas A&M is writing the largest check in college football buyout history, I just felt like they were the perfect combination. They really belong together. Um, and I guess the baby they would make is Jimbo Fisher. And that's pretty much accurate because he whines and cries like one. So that is um, who I would go with. All right. <laughs> This is these are the weirdest answers I think we've ever had. <laughs> it's a weird question. question. No, it is a weird question. I know. I, I told Casey not to think about the process, but only the outcome. But for mine, I want you to think of the process because <laughs> I'm going to pick the Spuddy Buddy from the Potato Bowl and um, Otto the Orange. Just oh. a potato and an orange getting together. And making a potato orange baby? That's like my ex-boyfriend and his new girlfriend. <laughs> I was thinking more Mark Mangino, but that, you know, would be the I mean, offspring. That could be. So that's my that's mine. Spuddy Buddy and Otto the Orange. Yeah, I'm rethinking mine now because now you have me thinking about the process. Mine is very disturbing. <laughs> so I was thinking... <laughs> so I'm... <laughs> First of all, I was thinking it had to be, and maybe you guys did this, and I'm just, but I was thinking it had to be like a team that was in the bowl. And I was thinking, oh, the Mayo Bowl would be funny. And then I picked West Virginia because they've got like whatever, a hillbilly mascot. And so I was just thinking, well, a tiny hillbilly baby covered in mayonnaise would be funny. But now that the sex act is brought into it, I don't really want to think about the West Virginia mascot having sex with a jar of mayonnaise. So not, I'm just. I'm, <laughs> You're not even answering the question anymore. You're bowing out. So, uh, yeah, I'm just conflicted now. I didn't just make Joy hide her face in her hands. So. I'm so like, I'm just... glad I'm wearing a hoodie because it's about to go on. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so. It can't get any worse from this. No, point. I mean it's got to get better from here. All right, that brings us to our next segment, Genius of the Week. As always, each of us is going to nominate a player, coach, team, conference, someone who did something particularly dumb in the last two weeks this time, and we'll put it to a Twitter vote and see who wins. For our last vote, Joy got back in the win column. Her nominee, Draymond Green, got 51% of the vote, followed by Casey's nominee, Transfer Portal Guys, with 25%. 
My nominee, Oak Hill Christian College, came in third with 21%. And MBG's nominee, Anthony Michael Lessa. I think, was that the plastic manatee guy? Do I have that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah of course. He came is. in fourth with 3%. <laughs> so now I've got the lead with 18 wins. Joy has 12. Casey has 10. Courtney has one. MBG still is on zero. MBG, you're now 0 41. For reference, in 2022, the Thiel College Tomcats broke a five-year, 41-game losing streak by knocking off the Bethany Bison 27-26. It was Thiel's first win since 2017 when they knocked off that same Bethany Bison team 28-13. So once again, you're in fine company. My biggest disappointment over the holidays, by the way, was that the Pistons broke their 28-game losing streak. They were starting to creep into MBG territory, and I was like, oh, I'll get an easy one here soon. But <laughs> the last thing, they won a game, so... All right, Casey, who are you going with this week? <laughs> I'll tame it down for the remainder of the show. Thank God for MBG because my genius of the week performance over the past year, I would say, has been marginal at best. I kind of feel like Florida State. I had a really good season, and then a proverbial leg break happened, and here I am with nothing but a 60-point loss on a national stage in the laughingstock in college football. Wait, what segment are we on? Who's, what am I answering? Oh, I got a bit sidetracked. Anyway, add another gem to my list this week as I'm going with the ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips as my genius of the week, which coincidentally is the same name as the late legendary voice of my Clemson Tigers. Rest in peace. That week off did wonders for me staying on track with these segments, I'll tell you. Um, all right, first off, with the current lawsuit between Florida State and the ACC over the grant of rights contract going on, there is a ton of animosity between the commissioner and Florida State. But as if the Orange Bowl wasn't a sh** enough, on the sideline is Phillips and Florida State Athletic Director Michael Alford next to each other. I don't know if you saw the picture, but Alford spends a lot of time staring directly at his watch in an otherwise completely uncomfortable moment between the two. So for being at one of the games during ball season that he probably shouldn't have been. Jim Phillips is my genius of the week. Florida State didn't make any friends with <laughs> – I don't know if you saw any of the quotes from that meeting. His but quotes were bad too. Good Lord. They went in on some of the other ACC schools. It was ugly. That begs the question that I was thinking of earlier today. If Washington wins the title, is the Pac-12 commissioner George Klyavkov going to go up and accept the trophy after he pretty much ran that conference into the ground? Is he going to stand up there now and, and hold the trophy over his head? As as I've said many times, I love awkward social situations, so I 100% hope he does that. That would be awesome. It's like, would Greg Sankey go grab the national championship trophy if Texas won? No, <laughs> he wouldn't. Yeah, are y'all claiming Texas, Joy? We are the not claiming Texas. I was not, not now that they lost. They're not. No, I was genuine. Okay, I picked Texas to win, and then I had the thought process of like, can you imagine how obnoxious their fan base will be if they win a natty go coming in here the first year? So then I started praying that they lose, but now I have to pray that. Michigan beats Washington. Yeah, I was rooting for Texas just for Emily, but yeah, they would have been unbearable if they came um, in. They're the already season. unbearable. I'm like, yeah, please. Don't that would have been ugly. All right, Joy, who are you going with this week? I feel like you all three just discussed my genius of the week. Maybe I claimed them too early, but my genius of the week is Florida State fans. 
I think that during the whole college football playoff committee process, they had a right to be angry. We talked about it on the podcast. There was the whole debate of if they deserve to be in versus if they were one of the four best. And after they decided to lose, I think in the largest loss in bowl season history, um, 63 to three, they then proceeded to watch the Alabama Michigan game in which Alabama barely lost and yet their fans still went to social media claiming that the committee got it wrong and that Florida State would have done better. And I just think at some point you need to learn to shut up. If my fan base and my school just lost 63-3, to I don't really think I have much of an argument anymore. I've acted like a spoiled little brat ever since I didn't get in the playoff, and I've cried, and I filed lawsuits, and I'm trying to get on the conference. And I don't even know how they're keeping up with everything that they're doing and griping about, but – if I lost 63 to three, maybe it's just a good idea to just be quiet for just a few, few minutes. So for that, Florida state fans are my genius of the week. Yeah. I feel like they lost, like they got a lot of goodwill after they got excluded. I mean, there are a lot of people coming to their, to their defense. They lost that goodwill in record time, at least I mean, on Twitter. Like, yes. I mean, like pretty much immediately. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy now. Every, like everybody has turned on them and said, yeah, we don't feel sorry for you anymore. So. All right, MBGs, this week you had, a, you had a week off, so you've had a lot of time to research here. You know, this is my year. I think <laughs> 2024 is my year. You went 0 for 2022 and 0 for 2023, but you're ready to turn it around. 2024, I think it's mine. <laughs> and I'm, I picked an obvious one. I mean, I'm sure you guys have all thought about this one, but – as you know, the world of Chinese chess, or those of us in the biz, we call it Cheng Qi. Uh, <laughs> it's in an uproar over rumors of cheating and a bad behavior scandal that saw the national champion stripped of his title. So here's my genius of the week. It's 48-year-old Jan Chenglong, who beat dozens of contenders last week to win the national title of Cheng Qi King. But the, the victory was short-lived after the celebration ended with him defecating in a bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I had the same reaction, Casey, but look, listen to the explanation. It makes sense. The Chinese Shang-Chi Association announced on Monday that he would have his title revoked and prize money confiscated after he had been caught disrupting public order and displaying extremely bad character. He was also banned from playing for a year this crazy guy yan he consumed alcohol with others in his room on the night of the 17th and then he defecated in the bathtub of the room he was staying in on the 18th in an act that damaged hotel property violated public order and good morals had a negative impact on the competition and the event of ching Qi, and was extremely bad character the association said in a statement The association was also forced to address rumors circulating online that Yan had cheated during the competition by using anal beads equipped with wireless transmitters to send and receive signals. There you go. Yan allegedly clenched and unclenched rhythmically to communicate information about the chessboard via code to a computer, which then sent back instructions on that move to make in the form of vibrations, according to reports circulating (laughs) on the Chinese social Weibo. So my man, (laughs) Jen Cheng Long, for defecating in a bathtub 
and clenching and unclenching the electronic beads um, is my genius of the week. Beat that. <laughs> you can't. I mean, and I, I'm sure I've talked on the podcast before. You guys know the story of the mad pooper. This is oh. the. Did he lose a chess title over his? No, this is my my college buddy who literally we got together in our 40s, by the way, for a weekend. They were in Baltimore, my buddy's from Baltimore, and he got so drunk that he got up in the middle of the night and I guess thought he was over the toilet. He was squatting over the bathtub. Took a giant dump in the bathtub, but as he did it, fell in and grabbed the shower curtain and yanked it into the tub on top of <laughs> And then went and got back in bed. <laughs> oh. So my friends walked in the bathroom the next morning. And it was a crime scene. Like they all they saw was a <laughs> covered shower curtain in the middle of the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I, like white, I like white. And then they found him in bed. He just pulled his pants back up and got him back in. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that might make Jan Cheng Long feel a little little better. Then he's not alone. Yeah. Uh, he's not alone. He, wasn't, yeah, yeah. he wasn't cheating uh, using anal beads to cheat. That we as far as I know. So holy crap. Uh, oh my God. We can only see Joy's hair because her hoodie. <laughs> I will not be making a comment on this one. Happy New Year, everybody. As you can imagine, that incident comes up. It happened, what, 12 years ago, maybe? It comes up every week in my text group. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, my. (laughs) Get it together, (laughs) dude. Oh, yeah, Genius of the Week. Oh, crap. Uh, my genius, my uh, Genius of the Week is Jason Whitlock. I don't know if you all saw this, but a few days ago, Jason Whitlock sent a tweet stating, quote, I'm looking at NFL standings on ESPN.com. This is the ad running above the standings. How is this appropriate? The ad in question was for a some kind of birthday decoration printed with the words, quote, in case you may have to bleep this, is a great way to spend your birthday. (laughs) What Whitlock apparently did not understand is that this ad wasn't for everyone. For example, when I go to that same ESPN page, I get an ad for shoes. Rather, it was a targeted ad based on his porn surge history. Basically, Whitlock thought he was calling out ESPN and instead 18 million people saw his tweet and about his porn searches. My favorite tweet to come out of this was from an account called at Listen Up Nerds who said, Man, you'd think Jason Whitlock of all people would know about cookies, which for some reason just. (laughs) (laughs) So for for not understanding how the Internet works and once again, embarrassing himself on Twitter, Jason Whitlock is my genius of the week. All right. Before we move on to our next segment, we want to give a quick shout out to CFB Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. Also, we're doing a couple of cross promotions with other podcasts again this week. The first is with the Sickos Committee podcast. They had a new episode drop today titled You Versus the Pop-Tart She Told You Not to Worry About, featuring <laughs> special guest Catherine Briley from The Athletic, as well as Sickos correspondents who were on the field during halftime 
of the Pop-Tarts Bowl and the Cheese at Citrus Bowl. We're also doing a cross-promotion with the Slander You podcast. They had an episode drop last week or last Friday titled Slander You Bowl Season, featuring bowl game recaps and analysis and an interview with guest rapper Trub Life. No idea if I'm pronouncing that right. It's either True Life or Trub Life. Hopefully it's Trub Life. I also wanted to give a quick shout out to the podcast before we ruin this. An extremely fun podcast that covers everything from sports, cigars, drinking, social life, and much, much more. We love all these shows, so check them out. All right, MBG. What do you have lined up for us this week? Well, Joy kind of alluded to this in her genius of the week, but I felt like we couldn't let the show go by without a post from Florida State fans. They've been on an absolute tear lately. Um, and this week has been no different, um, even after losing, like Joyce said, 63-3 to to Georgia. Um, they somehow, after losing that badly to Georgia, they watched the Alabama-Michigan game. And this guy, even though most of them said they were boycotting the playoffs, apparently at least one Florida State fan actually did not boycott, and he watched. This guy, Tommy Noel Buck, he watched that Alabama-Michigan game, and he had this to say says, FSU would have found a way to win this game. That defense against Louisville could have stopped General Patton's tanks. Had they been picked to go to the Rose Bowl, no one would have opted out, and Tate would have put up enough points to beat Michigan in regulation because the defense would have shut down J.J. McCarthy. This is proof that the CFP are a bunch of scumbags, and we need to go to a different system for the 12-team playoff. So they watched that game and thought, that they could have beaten the team that they could have beaten Michigan, who beat Alabama, who beat Georgia, um, that they could have beaten them. Thoughts? Makes perfect sense. <laughs> I mean, Florida State kind of got hosed a little bit. I understand them being upset, but there's no way you watched yourself against Georgia and then watch that game and think that you were going to win that game. Well, flexing over the Louisville game is weird, right? I mean, Louisville ended the season with three losses in a row, I think. And right. the two games two games before that, even, I think they beat Miami by seven. Miami sucks. And they beat us by seven. And we really suck. So, I mean, the last five games were terrible for them. So, I'm not sure flexing about be, being able to stop Louisville means anything. And – it's just his analysis here is just weird because Michigan's offense isn't J.J. McCarthy. I mean, yeah, they may have been able to shut J.J. McCarthy down. That doesn't mean you're going to beat Michigan. Michigan ran it down Ohio State's throat the second half, right? I mean, is that the game they didn't – I think they didn't yeah. pass in the second half, right? I mean, yeah. that's so – shutting down McCarthy doesn't mean you're going to win. So, yeah, it's, it's a kind of high-level analysis you would expect from a, a random message board poster here. Their defense was really good. It was. Florida State's defense during the regular season was was very good. Clemson put 31 on them. But that's a different story. <laughs> Would Florida State have beaten any of the playoff teams? No. See, my yeah. thing was that it would thir- with, with a month with Tate Rotemaker and that defense fully stocked, I don't know. I still don't know if they would have, but I think it would have been closer than most people think. Unfortunately, 63 to three is there. I do think they would have given them a game. And that's the part that I, that is the part where I sympathize with Florida State because the 63 to three game 
isn't a fair assessment because they had so many opt-outs and Tate entered the transfer portal. And you can't tell me that those kids would have opted out if they were playing for a national championship. It just wouldn't have happened. So it's not a fair assessment of, of the Florida State program. But on the flip side of that, you can see in that game against Louisville, they struggled. And I do think Tate Rotomaker would have made a difference in that game. And I think with a month to prepare, I completely agree with Casey. I think they could have given someone a game, but in terms of actually winning, I don't, I don't see it happening. I think they would have given, I think they would have played Michigan closer than they would have played Texas or Washington. And I don't, that's only based on, I don't think Michigan is as explosive offensively. So I think it would have been a lower scoring game. I think playing full strength against Georgia, Georgia still beats the shit out of them. Maybe not by 60, but I think they beat them by a lot. I mean, I think Georgia's yeah, it's double Georgia's digits. Really good. I mean, yeah, I mean, I was kind of making light of it. I don't, I wouldn't put any stock in losing 63 to three to Georgia mm-hmm. in that game. Plus, I think Georgia's the best team in the country still. I think yep. Georgia would have beat every team in the playoffs and probably beat them all pretty handily, I think, if Georgia was at full strength. So, you know. I don't know if this is right, but I saw that they would be six-point favorites to either team in the national championship. Yeah, I think they would definitely be favored over either team. But that's the same argument Saban made last year, right? Why Bama should be in because they would be favored. I mean, Georgia, look, they played their worst game of the year at the worst possible time. And, I mean, I don't know, most Georgia fans that I've seen, maybe there have been some complaining about it, but they've been pretty – great about it. I mean, they, most of them have said if we lost. If we'd won, we'd be in the playoffs. We lost, you know, and it sucks because I do think they had a very good chance at winning a third straight title, but they played a bad game and Alabama played great in that game. So Alabama, you know, probably deserved to be in over them. Nothing says uh, Boomer message board poster quite like referencing a general born in the 1800s, by the way. Like this dude is definitely, <laughs> this dude is definitely older than me. <laughs> He listens to history podcasts. (laughs) But they certainly weren't going to lose 63 to three to any team in the playoffs. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm -mm. I think Georgia was, they would lose to by the most uh, out of any of those teams. They just, they had a bad Mm -hmm. matchup with uh, their whole team was out. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know what anyone is expecting from that game. I thought they were going to lose by 30. They just happened to lose by a lot more than that. double that. Yeah. All right, well, speaking of that Alabama-Michigan game, which was not – I mean, it wasn't really a good game. It had a lot of uh, uh, excitement towards the end, but it wasn't really that great of a game in that neither team really wows you. Um, The thing about Michigan, though, is they never really make a mistake. I know they made a couple on punt returns, but, man, like against Ohio State, it was just mistake-free. Um, it seemed like mostly against Alabama, other than those real those punt returns. Then McCarthy, he threw that pick on the first play. The, the defender was out of bounds. But, man, they don't make any mistakes. seems like they do yeah. everything. I mean, as much as I think Harbaugh's a weirdo, man, he's, he's a great coach because they're pretty sound. And like I said, they don't make mistakes. And Alabama uh, made a lot of mistakes. And Milrow in particular, I think, man, he made some real mistakes. That fumble there in the fourth quarter. It looked like they were going to take control of the game. And then that last play in overtime, I still don't know what the call was there, but I have to think that Milrow screwed that thing up. Um, either should have uh, – I've seen a couple of people say that he should have thrown the screen out to the running back out there. 
And some say he, he, he should have ran off tackling. He would have walked in the end zone. I'm not sure what the call was there, but it seems like he screwed that one up too. But there was an Alabama fan that seems to perhaps have an explanation for this whole thing uh, with Jalen Milrow. Old little kid lover um, on the BamaOnline.com. He said – <laughs> That that's a play off the office, if you know. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. When okay. I when I first I saw Michael. when I when I first saw that, I thought, okay, well, well that's a Look, troll. it's twenty twenty four and the Epstein list came out today, so he's <laughs> <a troll. laughs> I think I might want to change his name. Yeah. yeah. But that's definitely maybe, an office I thought maybe it was a troll, but it's a play off the office and he was, and I looked at his posting history. He was semi serious in, in uh, some of his posting history. Right. But he, he said uh Milrow graduated in December. Does anyone think that could be distracting to him job hunt insurance etc so I, i'm wondering if that fumble there in the fourth quarter if he was just trying to think of you know what where to get the best insurance rates were and he just he didn't have his head in the game honestly w2s coming out soon you know you're probably thinking about that tax return season like i i definitely this post completely. Yeah, I was trying to figure out those state farm rates versus all state or farm bureau or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's a guy on Twitter, Charlie at Charlie Andrews, who said it's hard to play a game like that with 15 minutes could save you hundreds stuck in your head. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I thought that was a funny one. Someone actually thinks that maybe Jalen Miller was thinking about something other than uh, the Rose Bowl. Um, which if you a- He's coming back too, right? I mean, that's the other. I mean, he's got graduating, but he's not. He's not going pro. Yeah, I mean, you look at his stats. I mean, maybe he was like sixteen of twenty-three for one hundred sixteen yards, ran twenty-one times for sixty-three yards. I mean, those were that was a bad offensive game on his part. Um, I thought maybe well, he went on Tommy Tommy Reese. Maybe Tommy Reese was uh, distracted. He didn't get any help from his center either. I mean, they had so many bad snaps. Wow. Did the center graduate though? If the center graduated, there's your answer right there. Well, he he's transferring. He entered the portal today. Yeah, he did. The, the center did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seth McLaughlin. Did you, mm-hmm. did you see Marler's dad joke about that? Oh no! Said, was oh, this ran up your alley, MBG. Marler said, but he heard that the center was thinking about transferring or going in the portal. He said, "I hope he at least takes some time to think about it. He, of all people, shouldn't make a snap decision." <laughs> <laughs> that was bad too. I mean, those two bad snaps there. I mean, that was another drive. Alabama looked like they were going to go take control. They came out in the half and they were moving the ball. They had some rhythm offensively for the first time, really. And then those two snaps, man, just yeah. Uh, well, on the last rough- play too. I mean, that disrupted the timing of that last play. I think because you know. There's a word that's out there that I hear all the time in sports, and again, me with word, big words that I don't understand. Poise. It seemed like Jalen Milrow lacked a little poise at the end. I, again, I don't know what it means, but uh, it would, he he took that snap and immediately just like caved. But because that he's left side is wide open. Yeah. Yeah, but those are the mistakes that Michigan didn't make, and characteristically never makes. Um, that's that's why they won the game. Um, I think um, I would have lacked poise with those boys bearing down on me too. I'm just saying. So yeah. I feel you, Jalen. It's easy to say from the cheap seats here. Uh, That's for right. Sure. So Michigan feels, I guess, somewhat vindicated. They're on some mission here to, um, 
I guess, vindicate themselves um, because they've been treated so unfairly. So there was a, a post actually on Reddit. CFB Reddit actually sent this over to me. This was from a Michigan fan who, after the game, says, no institution has ever been treated so badly or so unfairly as Michigan has been. You guys feel bad for Michigan? <laughs> Their ability to just ignore all the noise going around them and still play the victim is frankly kind of impressive. You know, I mean, it's, isn't this what Georgia, isn't this what Georgia did last year? (laughs) Last year, wasn't Georgia out there saying, Oh, everyone's doubting us. I mean, seven and five. (laughs) It's like the same thing. I mean, and I, you know, I don't know if that's what's driving them, but it seems to have put a chip on their shoulder, this whole thing, instead of hurting them, it's actually seemed to have the opposite effect. And it's kind of uh, incentivized them a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm very amazed at their ability to make themselves a martyr in this situation. <laughs> like you got caught cheating and yet you are the victim. You sound a lot like my mother. But anyways, I just I do a little therapy during tonight's episode. <laughs> it's just mind boggling to me. And I watched, um, I don't know if any of you saw it, but they interviewed Jim Harbaugh before the game and his ability to act like he's been a victim in all of this and you know he is just devastated for the program and even jj mccarthy i think it was today was like it's just such a shame that the cheating scandals happen because 80 percent of schools are stealing signs but we got caught and so now we're the ones that have a scandal associated with our name i'm like yeah don't get caught you morons like if you don't want it associated with you do it better like, I just don't understand, but stop acting like you're a victim. You're not. Well, and what's happened to them so far? I mean, Harbaugh couldn't be on the sidelines those last few games, right? But what's happened? I mean, I don't, I don't they've gotten, you know, people have been mean on Twitter. Like, that's the only repercussions <laughs> that's happened so far. So I don't True story. <laughs> today is today's my dad's birthday, and he always told me, I will never feel sorry for you if it's self inflicted. And that's how I feel. All this stuff is self-inflicted by Michigan, and now they're playing the victim. It's unbelievable. Did you all see somebody posted today? You know, sometimes they'll do like a map of who's rooting for who in this game. And there's one that came out today where it was like, who's rooting for Michigan? It was the only states that were Michigan were Michigan and then uh, Oregon. And then (laughs) the other 48 states rooting for Washington. Which, frankly, might be accurate at this point. I was going to say that's not far from uh, uh-uh. far from true. I, I wouldn't think. Someone um, on Twitter the other day responded to some tweet about Michigan and Washington and said, "I'm pulling for Michigan, America's team." And I was like, "What? Like, I'm pretty sure America, most of America, hates them right now. So I don't know if y'all are just adopting yourself to be like the Cowboys, but you're most definitely not America's team." But that's what they're doing, right? They're just flipping basically what anyone says. They just flip it around. It's like the lack of self-awareness is it's impressive. No, they're gaslighting all of us. Is that what it is? That's fair. That's, that's probably what's going on. Well, I think they're going to meet their match here Monday. But for as ugly as the Alabama game was, the Texas-Washington game was, um, was fun to watch. seemed like a lot more fireworks, a lot more free-flowing offensively. And and there was an Auburn fan who watched Washington's passing attack and he was loving what he saw. This is a guy named Piermo on Auburn live. 
He said Penix and his receivers. Uh, it's like watching a video game. So clean. Separation, pinpoint passes, no drops. I'd give up sex with my wife and red meat for a year to have that type of a passing game. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, if you saw Penix, I mean, Penix was 29 to 38 for 430 yards. Um, it's about as good as it gets. So, and con just contrast that with, with what he saw. Peyton Thorne, I think he was 13 of 27 for 84 yards in uh, Auburn's game against Maryland. So, I saw there was a post where Auburn fans thought Thorne was being paid off by Bama boosters or something, right? Or he's getting like NIL from Bama. <laughs> Absolutely, there was. That was a good one, too. This is the most sexually charged episode we've ever had. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Well, note that this guy's not giving up sex. He's just giving up sex with his wife. I mean, I, I, the fact that he made that distinction, <laughs> I thought was kind of telling. That's a very lawyerly uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> post. But I don't blame him. I mean, there's a lot of people that would uh, love to have a passing attack like uh, uh, Washington has. And I'm surprised DeBoer didn't go somewhere else. Um, and maybe he will still. But someone's going to throw a ton of money at that guy. Giving up red meat? I mean, wow. <laughs> Casey. <laughs> All right, Joy, we'll move on. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm not sure she's going to like this one either. Did, did you guys have a good Christmas? Yeah, it was it great. Did. What was the best gift y'all got? Oh, I got a pair of nice new sneaks, sneakers. Yeah, tennis shoes for those in the south. Joy, um, I got lip filler. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I love the honesty. Followed immediately by covering up your face. <laughs> just laughing. <laughs> I mean, same thing, really, right? Shoes, lip filler. I got an, okay, I got an aura ring. That was that's. This is also my one of my favorites. There you go. So to I track all the uh, sleep I get, who since I go to bed early. <laughs> so my son got me a Kyle Hamilton Ravens jersey. We're big Ravens fans here, and then my daughter actually painted me a Ravens football. She painted Ray Lewis and Ed Reed on a like on a football, oh, wow. board, which is really really cool. Yeah, she's kind of an artist. So your very, kids very give cool. meaningful gifts. That's neat. Yeah, it was yeah. nice. But now that they're older, you know. What about you, MBG? I mean, what pillar? Just Utah State shirts. I just need more Utah State shirts. Is all. <laughs> I got a few of those, so we're good. <laughs> Now, there was a BYU fan who wasn't quite sure what to think about his Christmas gifts that he got. So he had to ask his friends on Cougar Board um, if he should be offended uh, by the Christmas gifts that he got. He says, this is, uh, I don't even know how to say his board name, Odysseus. He says, should Odysseus. I Odysseus. Odysseus. Oh, thanks, Casey. Yeah, my English <laughs> degree comes in handy. I was going to say, wait, that's a rarity right there that Casey knows something. Hey, look, if it's not Chinese or Spanish, <laughs> I'm out of my league. But thanks, Casey. God. He says, should I be offended that my wife went with a daddy makeover theme for my Christmas presents this year? Gifts include three months of semaglutide, Planet Fitness gym membership, hair restoration shampoo, Appointment with the orthodontist next week, a bottle of Calvin Klein Obsession, a gift card to Joe's A Bank. I'll save that for a few months from now. 
I got her a Peloton last Christmas, and to be honest, I can't tell if she loved it or was offended. I bought it for her or both. So is this her taking a jab at me, or is she just trying to help me out? What should, should he be offended by his Christmas gifts? You should never be offended by truth. And the truth is he obviously needs to get his crap together. Um, she could have presented him with divorce papers. So maybe just maybe do some work first, buddy. I'm confused. I don't know. With all this stuff, I would might might rather the divorce. What is funny to me is the three months of semaglutide plus the plan to finish gym membership. If you use the first thing, you probably don't need the second. Okay, what is I have no idea what semaglutide um, is. It's Ozempic. It's Ozempic. Yeah. It's that medicine that everyone's Weight taking. Weight loss. It's the two. Oh, okay. It's the medicine that everyone's taking that like they're it was like a celebrity medicine. It's really for diabetes, but all the celebrities started taking it and dropping it out weight and now like you can get it anyone can get it. But it makes you drop weight like crazy. So I don't know why you would you don't need that in the Planet Fitness membership. The one that confuses me is the appointment to the orthodontist. Like, is that in a is that wrapped up in a box? Like like the appointment slip? Yeah, you put it in a box, put nice tissue paper over it, and put the, you know, the appointment card that you get right in the middle. That one I didn't get. I mean, I think... You also don't know what Joseph A. Banks is. Well, he started a Cold War of passive-aggressive Christmas presents, unknowingly, with the Peloton, I think is what happened. And so... You know, she responded. Now he could either end it next year, or come back with you know a scale and wrinkle cream or something, and just and keep the <laughs> keep the passive aggressiveness going. Did you ever give some a present that might have been seen as not good to your friends and partners? Well, my kids do that every year. So we started a tradition when they were little called uh, "Most Thoughtless Gift," and so they buy each other one every year. And my my two favorites. One of them got um, beak conditioner, like for a bird. <laughs> the other, we don't we don't have a bird, by the way. And then, <laughs> I think my daughter got my son that, and then I think he got her a used inner tube for a bike tire. Was uh, one of the best ones. So, it's actually not even well, kidding. It's, it's legit. Like the highlight of our Christmas is when they open those presents. That's our favorite part. <laughs> You didn't get your wife a vacuum or... My wife legitimately wanted a dustbuster last year and then had to explain to people that, like, oh, Casey vacuums too. And I do. I actually enjoy it, but which is weird. But uh, she did want one, but she had to constantly explain, like, I actually asked for this. Yeah, because it doesn't make you sound cool. You enjoying vacuuming is, like, the least weird thing about you. like just so we're clear yeah yeah, yeah. but i feel like it's always it's like socially acceptable to give a guy like a lawnmower or a weed whacker but you can't give your wife a vacuum or a dish towel rock pot or whatever doesn't seem fair to me (laughs) 2024 mbg you make the rules you know make your own rules mbg I would love a crockpot. Did you guys see Fast Chad's response to this tweet? We we haven't read a good Fast Chad tweet in a while. He said, "Giving her husband a bottle of Calvin Klein Obsession is going to backfire on her if he ever wears that to Applebee's by himself." 
<laughs> that's true. Uh, that's true. You give that a, your own risk, I think. I mean, basically, she just created some New Year's resolutions for him, right? I mean, that's that's essentially what his Christmas present was. That poor dude. I mean, honestly, the worst part about this gift is that if he does have to walk in Planet Fitness, like that place is going to be packed for the first three weeks of the year. So that's like walking into hell. Do you guys <laughs> do uh, the gym membership if they have a Peloton? That feels like a waste of money to me. That's a fair point. Yeah. And semaglutide. I mean, it seems like overkill, but. Well, maybe she's trying to kill. That's also possible. Do you guys do. But at uh, least he'll look nice in his Joseph A. Bank gear. Well, I like he's waiting on that, right? So he gets. Some he's like, I'll get. I'll wait a couple months. Right. Yeah, he might lose weight and be dead. Well, that's fair point. Maybe it's for the funeral. <laughs> do you guys do New Year's resolutions? Pointless. Nope. Yep. You do. Casey, what's your New well, Year's resolution? Just, just to be different. I don't really, but I just wanted to be different from the other two. I normally don't. I did this year. I I resolved to be less fat, and then I had like eight beers on Christmas Eve and had about five thousand calories of food on New Year's Day. So I, no, I'm off to a rocket start. Three. Christmas <laughs> Eve doesn't count. That's the end of the you year. Don't, so you you don't weigh. Now. Yeah, you don't weigh in until next New Year's Eve. So oh, okay, uh, you right. so much time. You got plenty right. of time. Get yourself some semiglutides. Yeah, start taking <laughs> popping semiglutides like in October. November. They're injections. Get one of those Pez dispensers and just, you know, crack one open you every see, day. They're shots. They're injections. They're shots. Like, oh, like I'm, out. I'm out on semaglutide. Yeah, I'm sticking no needle in myself. Somehow you guys know me so well, though, that you know I would literally wait until October for it before I even started trying. Frankly, <laughs> probably even closer to November. So. Is anyone yeah. doing dry January? No. Other than MBG, who always does dry January. <laughs> <laughs> MBG did raise his hand for those not watching. And dry five, every uh, other month of the year. Anyone? Anyone? Okay, I am. I'm uh, MBG. Not outwardly, but probably. <laughs> Man. Although, no, I have a six-year-old birthday party on Saturday. That's not going to be dry I, at I, all. I, I was gonna say for non-parents that statement probably sounds terrible, but <laughs> no, that, I am not a parent, and that still sounds terrible. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's for yeah, I've got a six-year-old birthday party. I'm definitely gonna be drinking. <laughs> that makes one cooler sense. for the adults, one that's cooler right. for the kids. It happens to be my kid, so. Well, that's all I brought, guys. Happy New yeah. Year's, everybody! All right. That'll do it for this week's episode, the MBG Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. You can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time, losers. Losers.